Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Everything Baseball Podcast. This is going to be the shortstop episode, and obviously, I'm very excited right now because these are some of the greatest shortstops we've ever seen. We talked about it a little bit yesterday in the um, first base episode, but these are some of the most talented shortstops we have ever seen in the major leagues, and um, let's just jump right into it. I'm super excited. Franco's ready to go, and uh, I'm ready. Number 10. You want to go or me? Oh, man, I'm just dying over here. It's just <laughs> the excitement. Um, no, it's All actually right. Poland Spring Sparkling Water. Not sponsored, but maybe. maybe hey, 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 watch out. We don't want to give them free, free, uh, free advertisement. Not sponsored. Sponsor us, though. Like, yeah, for real. Yeah. All um, right, so, a 10. Who you got, Frank? Well, see, that's a famous question, you know, and uh, – I suggest that we – I put Gleyber Torres there. Gleyber Torres, um, just just a solid dude. People have been hounding me a little bit about these lists, but I got to say, if you're looking at somebody's 2020 stats, if they're good, great. But if they're bad, don't even look at them. Look at 2019. Gleyber Torres had 38 home runs, 90 RBIs, with a batting average of 278 and on-base percentage of 337. Glaber is basically a lock for an all-star team just because of how good he is. But I think the transition from second base to shortstop was a little difficult for him, obviously, as a Yankee fan. I know this, but the power is still there. And um, Glaber, Glaber's a really streaky hitter. And when he sees the ball well, it works. So. Mm-hmm. One thing I do need to say that would bring him up a whole lot higher is if he walked a bit more and struck out less. But other than that, the power numbers are incredible from a shortstop. So, beast, very good player. Yeah, he's not the best fielder though. So no, that's why he goes ten. Yeah, I agree. I have that ten as well. He's a bottom like five fielding shortstop in the league. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He's not the greatest. Now, at nine, we got a little twist up here. I got Javi Baez, Frank Scott, Carlos Correa. Who do you want to go talk about first? Well, actually, I have Bo Bichette at nine. Oh, you do have him? Oh, sorry. Bo made Bo at nine. All right. And um, I think this is a little low for Bo in my understanding of how talented this guy is. This is a guy who came up in 2019 and just crushed the league. I'm saying um, 11 home runs, 18 doubles, and um, hit 311 with an OPS plus of 144 in 46 games. 2020, he only played 29 games, but in that span, very similar numbers and um, five home runs in those 29 games. So what I do need to say about Bo Bichette is the sample size is really, really small. So he could have just figured out the pitching that was given to him in that uh, – in those nine teams he had to face in the AL division this year, excuse me, the uh, Eastern division this year, but he also, he's just a very talented hitter and very good fielder too. Can steal some bases for you. So uh, yeah, Bobachet had to make the list. Sample size is too small to be higher than these other guys who are more proven though. So Yeah, I agree. Not nine. I got probably the flashiest player in baseball. He did not make my list for some reason. Before 
before uh, what's his name? Before Tatis. This this was the Tatis before Tatis. This is yeah, like every time Javier, Javier Baez, Baez. By the way, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is this is my thing about Javier. Like every time he does something good, the MLB just has to Post. like gas him up. Like yeah, I know he. He's a very good player, but like everything he does, the MLB like posts it up because they mm. really want to promote this guy. Um, well, he's a good guy to promote. He makes flashy plays. No, I no, I totally agree. But like, there's other guys that make flashy plays all the like all the time too. But they oh, yeah, look, like Trout, but David Fletcher. This is this is the guy they the they Fletch. Post up. The Fletch, yeah, big Fletch pod. Love Fletch. Now, 2018, I had no idea that he was second MVP MVP voting. Yeah, he's he's a stud. His 28 season, his 2019 season, two all-star season seasons, won a silver slugger, won a gold glove last year. Uh he's like a 285 batting average. His OPS is very good. His OPS plus is pretty solid, not the best. Um no, nah, it's all right actually. It's not that good. What separate On base percentage is okay. It's bad. It's kind of bad, yeah. yeah for a shortstop, it's, it's, it's really bad. bad. He strikes but, out a lot. Um, but like then you go look at the homers from a shortstop. He hits 34, 2018, thir- almost thirty in twenty nineteen. Yeah, I mean originally it, that's insane. Like, that's insane for a shortstop, you know. Like ten years ago, a shortstop was not hitting thirty five home runs, and you're like, oh, he's just you know in the top ten, but. Just the way it is, um, I think Bias isn't on the list for me just because the way he doesn't get on base. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see myself putting him over Glaber Torres very easily just because he's, in my he's opinion, glove. the glove is just so fantastic. The way mm-hmm. he's able to put down tags ridiculously on players, like the foot, the front hands. He's just – he knows what he's doing. Because of that, I could put him in my top ten – it's just that there's a little bias involved, and I'm I'm sorry, sorry Javier, <laughs> sorry Javi. Now at eight, eight, we already went over Bo. I have Bo at eight. Yes. Which Frankie even now? Why did you put Bo above somebody who's more proven like Bias? I just I just like Bo better you than just Baez. did. Yeah, wow. I just did. Little bias there. And to be honest, like you said, like Bias doesn't get on base a lot. It, I know. I so know. like. But, yeah, but, but Bo doesn't get on base yeah, a lot no, he either. Doesn't either. But that's why they're right next to each other. <laughs> so like they're very interchangeable. Like you, if you put, if you want to put Baez eight, go for it. If you want to put Bichette nine, I'm for that too. Okay. These bottom three guys can be switched out. It's, yeah, it's changeable. And then now uh, I have a guy that you didn't include on your list. So I, I wish I, he's right there. He's lit. If I wasn't a Yankees fan, he's ten. But I just like Torres that much. So. This is this is a guy we're going to talk about him now, who you may not realize just how good he is at baseball. Carlos Correa, only twenty six years old, has been in the league since he was twenty years old. Coming in for the Houston Astros, yes, there was a trash can in the dugout. Yes, there was some buzzing going on, but this this one of the best shortstops in the game, and he was ultimately, in my opinion, the first like young shortstop to come up in this like wave of them almost Mm -hmm. like the big like power hitting shortstop Mm -hmm. what Correa is going to give you 
Um, in his full seasons, he's had 22 home runs, 20 home runs, 24 home runs, 15 home runs, and 21 home runs. It's going to give you around 20 home runs. RBI numbers are good. And he's going to get on base at around a 355 clip. That's his career average. And uh, his career batting average is 276. It's fluctuated some years. In 2017, he had a fantastic season hitting 315 and uh, with an on-base percentage of 391. But as recently as 2019, uh, he hit 279 and batted a 358. So this is one of the most talented young shortstops in the game. And only at 26 years old, he's getting better. He's going to continue to get better, in my opinion. So Correa has to be on that list. I don't know why he's not on your list. Uh, just the whole scandal. Who knows how much that was in involved and how good he was hitting. Not since 2015. There's no shot. Yeah, I know, but I just don't like Correa. Okay. A little bias there. You know, I mean, it is a bias, but I just don't like him. Yeah, little fun fact. Carlos Correa was, like, my favorite non-Yankee player in, like, 2015, 2016, 2017. And then uh, after those playoffs, it was just like, I can't, I can't root for this guy anymore. So this is what it is. Especially what he's done with it to the Yankees, you know? Yeah. First overall draft pick in 2012. So don't get me wrong. He's probably at 11 or 12 on my list. He has to, he has to be there. Okay. I understand. But yeah, yeah. now at he's seven, not. I have Seager, but you have Seager at five. And I have, you have Bogarts at seven. I have Bogarts at five. Okay. So why don't we just skip those guys and we'll talk about them at five. All right. And we have the same six. Same six. So um, TA7. TA7. You already know. Tim Anderson, you know, he debuted in 2016. It feels like forever from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Roll Tide. And uh, didn't go to the University of Alabama. Did he not. Went to, Where did he go? He went to... East Central Community College in Mississippi. Ju- what is it? Juco. Juco. Yeah. Wow. Um, Juco to the to the lights in South Chicago. Drafted in the first round. Yeah, he rakes. Jeez. I believe he picked up baseball in high school because he was a basketball star, mm-hmm. and uh, he just he just found a knack for it. Um, what I do want to talk about. Tim Anderson's contact hitting abilities. If you know baseball, you know Tim Anderson doesn't really um he doesn't get on base at a decent clip, only around 20 points higher than his average, but in 2019 he was he won the batting title over TJ LeMahieu with the 335 batting average and uh was got on base at a 357 clip. And last year in 49 games, he uh hit 322 with a 357 on base percentage again. So I think Tim Anderson is not a fluke. He's figured it out over basically it's been a hundred and um, 60 plus games where he's just been raking at this level. So obviously he knows how to hit. He's also very flashy, similar to Baez, um, mm-hmm. not the best fielder, but with the bat, he's very flashy. He's very fun. Um, I think that puts him above the other guys for me. Like uh, the guy we're going to talk about at seven, I, I believe has more potential to be better. It's just what Tim Anderson does for the game of baseball. And um, he's, he's really fun. 
So oh, he's really fun. He's six. The bat flip. I mean, he, everyone knows him because of the bat flip against. The, it wasn't even the flip. It was just it was a the, chuck. Just chuck it. Yeah, it was great. He's fun. I he's mean, very fun. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, if you can have a shortstop that hits for average and stills hitting twenty to twenty five home runs a year, for a good average like a three a three fifteen a three ten average. I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, and he's got a, a pretty solid glove. Not the best glove, but. Yeah, but as a as a White Sox fan, Glove. you're going to the park. There are so many studs that you want to see, mm-hmm. but you're not going to see Jose Abreu. You're not going to see Giolito. Well, maybe you are. He's a beast. But you want to see a nice Tim Anderson, like, bat chuck. You want to be, like, <laughs> amazed. Like, you want to be in the front row and just see this man, like, throw the bat at you and be like, what is going on here? Fun. I love this guy. Yeah, I love him too. He's good. He's a good. He's a good. He's good for baseball, you know. Yeah, that's why he's so now, high on the list. Now, at five, Frank's got Seager. I got Bogarts. And yeah, I got Bogarts at seven. He's got Seager. It's just a flip flop. Now, flip-flop. who'd you like to talk about first? Now, World Series MVP or the Red Sox shortstop? <laughs> well, it, when you put it like that, um, let's just talk about Xander Bogarts because you're putting disrespect on its name already. I'm a five. I know. <laughs> um, this guy's a beast. I mean, I'm, he's a beast. If he batting had, average, his batting average has been in the 300s the last two seasons. I mean, uh, he gets on – look at his on-base percentage the last two seasons. He is very good. Um, so, to begin, Xander Bogut's Curacao products, you know, the home of the shortstops, Didi, Xander, Elvis Andrus – um Simmons Andrelton Simmons he could have made this list just because that glove um but Xander Bogarts you know coming into the league in 2013 at 20 years old and uh now in his age 28 season has proven himself as one of the best major leaguers and potentially a hall of fame career maybe I don't think so but but he's going to be a legend in Boston in my opinion what stands out to me is the 2018 and 2019 season, and even the 2020 season. 23 home runs, 33 home runs, 11 home runs, and his batting average has gone from 288, 309 to 300. On base percentage, 360, 384, and 364. This guy is a proven batter through a full season, and he's able to just hits for power, hits for contact, He's got some really good speed, too, and he's got a really good glove. I don't think we need to say much more about Xander Bogarts than that, but the potential for a uh, nice 30 home run, 100 RBI season is really, really, really simple for this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. So fantasy, um, fantasy this, this is one of the guys. Yeah, he gets for average. He gets home runs. I mean, what more can you ask for? Great fielder, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so let's talk about Seager now. Seagoat. That was my name from. All right. Not the goat. No, nah, no, nah, it just rhymes. Seagoat. Sea you know? goat. Rookie right. of the year 2016. Remember that? Please. I do. I do remember that, actually. That's wild. Five years ago, bro. It's been a while. Corey's been around the block, but, you know, he's accumulated 
I just made up a word. Equimulation. Corey has equimulated a uh, 295 <laughs> batting average, uh, 362 career on base percentage, and um, 88 career home runs. Um, stands out to me. It's that nice 2020 stretch. Yep. In 52 games, he hit 15 home runs, batted 307, and was on base at a 358 clip. These are not unfamiliar stats to Corey Seager because he did similar things in his rookie season in 2016 and um, was just on par with that in 2017. He hit some, he got injured in 2018 and in uh, 2019, he just had, had a down year, which wasn't that down. He still had 19 home runs, 87 RBIs and hit 272. But this guy can easily hit over 300, get on base at a three, th- 360 clip and um, I'm gonna say it. This is this is a Seager breakout, like full season. I'm 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 expecting 30 home runs out of this. Wow. Season. Yeah. Like Seager. Wow. This is a contract year for the guy. It is. It is. He's, it's just like in football when they're like they're on their last the year, He's and it's a rookie football. contract. They'll have the best year of their life. They'll you'll pay him, and then they'll just stink. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just, no, he's he's not going to stink. It, no, he won't. This is the year it's going to click, though. He's 27 years old. This is the time. Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I, I love his swing. He's got a great swing, too. He's the a lefty, good batter. He's, right? a good, he's a lefty, yeah. yes. Love you know, he gets, he gets low. He gets into it. He's fun. He's, he's fun. got a good swing, yeah. Um, the only reason I put him above Bogarts is simply because – yeah, you know, looking at the numbers, I don't, I don't agree with that. But I'm gonna stick with it and say that Seager has, he's got some potential. Well, and he's coming off that insane postseason stretch. Yeah. So, so if he can, like, it's a recency bias kind of thing because we didn't exactly, see Bogarts yeah. in the playoffs. But yeah. yeah, Bogarts is probably the actual five, but no, so Bogarts like the potential five. Yeah. So we might we put bias. A, yeah, recency bias. Yeah, yeah. New, that's a new uh, phrase too. Recency yeah, bias. Equimulated. <laughs> no, recency <laughs> bias is a real thing, but equimulated is not. Yeah, yeah. Um. So now at number four, we equimulate Trevor Story. Now Trevor Story, similar similar to Seeger, but better. The only pro, the only reason this guy's not my, we both have him at four, by the way. The only reason this guy's not in my top three, the only reason, he's on the Rockies. Uh, he's literally the only player on their team except in Blackman, and uh, I mean that's about it. You're, I mean, you love Charlie Blackman. I loved bro. Blackman's such a good hitter. I'm sorry. Okay. Do you not think so? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue on the shortstop episode of this podcast, yeah, the but, Charlie hey, Blackman hey, you, episode. Hey, you, you All right. Said. Anyway, anyway, to continue, this guy's basically Nolan Arenado at shortstop. He's gonna give you like the past from 2017 to 2020. He hit um 27, 37, 35, and 11 home runs, 82, 108, 85, and 28 RBIs, and uh, batted past three years 291. 294 and 289 doesn't get on base at a decent clip but when you're hitting 37 35 home runs i don't think like the numbers are there and um at a shortstop position home runs in the high 30s is ridiculous yeah 
Um, this guy's basically similar to Arenado. He's like the hidden gem of the MLB. You wouldn't really know anything about him because he plays in Colorado and everyone's like, ah, oh, Colorado, like not much going on there. But nope. he does strike out a lot. I will give him that. But other than that, one of the best hitting shortstops in the game, one of the best hitters in the game, period. And that's why he's projected in the second round of fantasy drafts, I believe. So he's a goon. Beast. Great hitter. He might be the best hitting set. He might be the best hitting shortstop. He's the safest hitting shortstop. Yeah. Like I could see a Bogart's like breakout year, but you know what you're going to get with story. Yeah, you do. Okay. I do like, I do like Trevor. We could. The only thing I don't like about Trevor, let's say he gets hurt. There's like in the Rockies are deep in the run to the uh like they're 130 games in. He's not coming back, so he might not be a great fantasy pick. No, because like the Rockies may be be like we don't want to f- possibly get him injured again because that's like their that's their guy right now is Trevor. They're saving grace. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um. Now, I so, would like to say I could very easily put Trevor Story above this next guy. I don't think I could put him over the the top two guys, but Francisco Lindor, you know, he was eating his chicken Parmesan with, um, what's his name? Steve. Yeah. Uncle Steve, owner of the Mets. Cohen. Steve Cohen. Big fan of GameStop, obviously. Um, So I don't think much can be said about Lindor, despite the, other than the fact that um, he's just an absolute beast in the Mm -hmm. box. One thing I need to say, though, looking at these stats, no shortstops get on base, like, at a decent clip. I agree. Like, there's Not nobody many. there's nobody that blows, like, is hitting 270 but gets on base, like, 370. But Lindor, he's, he's got a – he's good. Lindor's up there, though, on some of his years. Yeah. Um, this guy's also an Iron Man. Like, he's oh basically – He's been he in, like, never gets game. hurt yeah. since 2016. Maybe Which a little – yeah. So yeah, no, it's the switch hitting and it's just the, it's the contact from both sides of the plate. Cause obviously as a switch hitter, some guys are good from one side or bad from the other, but hitting 33 home runs in 2017, 38, 2018, 32, 2019 and eight in 2020 RBI numbers are there. The Indians haven't had the best lineups, but his career batting average is 285, and in the past three years, it's been 277, 284, and 258 in the shortened season. His uh, on-base percentage is has been 352, 335, and 335 again. So, obviously, he's got some speed, too. Um, he'll steal some bags around 20 bases. He's still 25 and 18 in 22 and 19. There's really not much else we can say besides the fact that he has a platinum glove and two gold gloves. So great glove, great glove. Yeah. Now another thing, quick before we go, Cleveland is not a home run a home run park. No, and it's can, a it's a big park, and he's hitting in the in 17, 18, 19, He's hitting more than thirty home runs. Yeah, as a shortstop. So I'm like, and city. I mean, City Field's really not where he, he's on the Mets now. So. That's not really a big home run field, but no city city fields, a big park as a mm-hmm. lefty. It's kind of difficult because the wall like juts out. 
Mm-hmm. But I think they're like the the Phillies park is easy. Um, Marlins Yankees. is decent. Yankees. Uh, the Braves. How's how's Truist? Bang. Truist has got that. It's a high wall and right though. It's like, high. Remember, it's the Coors thing. Yeah, it's the chop house. Yeah, the chop house. It's kind of high. It's not the easiest home run. To left field is a little easier, I think. And it might be like I think like three twenty something down the left field line. Yeah, but it's a short fence, so. I think it honestly, looking at it, any of these guys in the top four, based on your opinion, can flip. Yeah, this just just my aunt. Like they're at a different level. Yeah, um, they are. So, do you have anything more to say about? Lindor? No, Lindor. Lindor's a beast. Okay. He'll be top three for the next like eight years. Yeah. Good. Um, so we're gonna get into our top two. Now we flip. Everyone's gonna hate me for this, but um I have Trey Turner as my number one, and Franco has Trey Turner as oh, I have Tatis number one, baby. Yeah. Hop, I gotta hop on the uh, recent train. You're hopping on the bandwagon of a guy who's played like 80 games in the major. Don't leagues. get me wrong. Uh, I, I'm just going off of potential. Like you know, I do love Trey Turner. Don't get me wrong. He's I, I think probably fact- like he's the top three five tool player in the league. Yeah. So I mean, I do love Trey. Well, I mean, and but. Uh, we got to be a little different, you know. Got I got to have Tatis one. You got you got to you got to stir the pot a little. Okay. So now let's what talk is, about just Ray or Tatis. Tell me about Tatis cuz you're hot on him. All right, all right. Okay, well. Uh, let's let's see. I was on I was on uh Turner, my bad. On Trey Turner. I was on him. All so right. I thought, I thought let, you were gonna, let me I'm here. I'm back. I'm back. I'm here. Okay. 2019 season, Tatis played 84 games, played like half the season, third and rookie. Got hurt. Let me. Okay. It's baseball. It happens. All right. Rookie of the year. Third, third, third and rookie of the year. Batting average, almost 320. On base percentage, 380. We were talking about guys who don't do that at shortstop. He's the only guy who does it, who did it. And he did this. His on-base percentage the next year was even better. And he even had a slump at the end of last year. He's got. He's probably a top three glove at shortstop. Maybe the best glove at shortstop. He's got the best range in my. He's opinion. got the best range. If you're basing off these last two stat, these the last two years, he's no undoubtedly one or two. And I'm just gonna put him one because his potential is ridiculous, especially when we just talked about how. Getting a 370 or better on base percentage is hard for shortstops, it looks like. Now, what worries me about Tatis, why I don't put him number one? The money. No. The the money, yes. I'm very concerned about his paycheck. No, I'm concerned about, like, how he's going to perform after, oh, he knows, like, it doesn't really matter. I'm guaranteed this. You know what I mean? No, they want to win the World Series. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be Of course, but, like – you don't know what's in Tatis's head and like what he's saying, like to himself. Like, ah, duh, we lose, we lose. Uh. Okay. Anyway, so I'm just worried this guy won't be able to play a full season. Just plain, plain as that. Okay. Um, okay. I think it makes enough sense from that perspective. We know what he's done in 84 games. We know what he's done in 59 games. Let's see it in 150 games. Let's see it. 
Like I need to see it first. And then he's automatically my number one shortstop. If he puts this production up over one season, he is easily the best shortstop in the league by far. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. But he just needs to do it over a full season. And uh, that is all. Similar to Tim Anderson, though, one of the most fun players in the league. Oh, he's the funnest player in the league, probably. Well, the MLB portrays him as that. They do the same thing with Baez. Yeah. I mean, if Vlad Jr. was hitting nukes, he'd be the most fun player in the yeah, league. Yeah, but Vlad, Vlad, Vlad. Well, that's, hey, another, that's another episode. That's another time. But anyway, I just would like to talk about my number one shortstop in the league. Now, for everyone who is like, is why is Trey Turner your number one shortstop in the league? And I say to them, well, he's an absolute goon. You know, <laughs> Trey Turner is the five-tool shortstop that you want. He is not the shortstop that is going to hit, you know, he's, he's not, he's not going to be that shortstop that's just the glove or the shortstop that's just the bat. All right? He's not Simmons. He's not Glaber Torres. Turner is like the best of both wor- worlds. You're okay. getting the bat and you're getting the glove. And by the way, you're getting one of the fastest men in the league, probably the fastest fastest. man, like everyday player, obviously. Billy Hamilton doesn't count because he doesn't play all the time. Mm -hmm. But um, standing out for me is uh, just the the raw talent of this guy. His career batting average is uh, 296 on base percentage is 335. But in the past three seasons, his batting average has been 271, 298, and 335 on base of 344, 353, and 394. He's only gotten better his last three seasons. Yeah, he keeps getting better. Obviously, we don't look at the uh, 2020 with so much. Just look at 2019. That's still insane, bro. The home run numbers are really good. Your base like 19 home runs and 18, 19 home runs and 19 doubles, though. Frank, yeah, he's a speedster. Yeah, he's he can turn a single into a double easily. Yeah, and what what sta- what puts him over Tatis is the experience and his ability. Like, Tatis is a great base runner, but there's no way he can steal 46 bases in the season. No. Trey Turner is just at a different level, and he's the most complete shortstop in the game right now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, he's just really fun to watch. He doesn't get any accolades or credit he deserves. Hasn't gotten to an all-star game, but... Which is which is baffling. When yeah, that's actually kind of sickening. Because, I mean, how did he not get to the all-star game last year? There was no All Star game, but they didn't have like they didn't pick people though. They picked no. people. No, oh, no. they didn't. No, twenty nineteen. He could have should have made it too though. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, people are looking at the home run numbers, but they don't see they don't yeah, see the no. full picture. This guy's a stud. They don't see the thirty seven doubles in twenty nineteen. They only see the he still nineteen homers. <laughs> And I'm not bad. The thing is, every year I just like gawk. Like I I look at. The, the him in the first round of a fantasy baseball draft. And I'm like, why is this guy in the first round? 
but constantly you need to be reminded how good this guy really is. Mm-hmm. So I just love Trey Turner, but like we were saying, you, depending on what you value, if you value power, if you value versatility in Lindor, if you value potential in swag and Tatis, or if you just value like Trey Turner, you know, like me, a balanced dude, the value of Trey, yeah. it, the top four can go either way. And, mm-hmm. um, any, any more comments, Frank? I think no. we're, I think should, we're we talk, is, are we, should we talk about David Fletcher? Uh, just one quick thing. Yeah. David Fletcher is the goat. Thanks for listening to the everything baseball podcast. This has been the shortstop episode and I hope you enjoyed and maybe learned something. So yeah, have a good day people.